What's going on, everybody? You clearly have good taste because you are locked in to Sky's the Limit Radio. To hear all of this wonderful content live as it goes down, simply go to Facebook and type in STLR Media TV. That's STLR Media TV. You can also catch us live as it goes down on the app TuneIn Radio under STLR Media. Do that. Thank me later. Sky's the Limit Radio, baby. Are you overrun with bugs or other critters in the Sarasota area? Have no fear. Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions is here to free your home of unwanted guests. Carefree has been serving this community for years. Owner and operator Tim Horvath can handle insects of all sizes as well as rodents and can service all types of structures, both residential homes and commercial businesses. They also offer free inspections, so give them a call at 941-556-9019. Again, that's 941-556-9019. Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. Proud Sponsor of Booker Football and STLR Sports Talk. Satisfaction guaranteed. Touchdown! What's up, everybody? It's the original Bucko Bruce, your boy Zakari, representing No Boundary Sports Talk and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers have done something we haven't done since 2002. We've won five in a row. You're listening to STLR Sports Talk Entertainment Window Sidelines. Bucks win! Bucks win! We plunder, we rifle and loot, drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot, drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. Once upon a time, in a land far away, three men discovered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team with the ability to siege the bay. You'll never make it out of the bay. Give no quarter and feed the fish with any enemy that takes the field during their quest to find the Lombardi Trophy. Fox win! Fox win! Join Craig. And he walks up to me and he says, I'm John Lynch. He is a monster. That's, that's what he was, a hard-hitting white boy that played safety and he was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we're going to do it. We got to Practice doing things right all the time. Little things, huh? Details. And Zach. Every day you build, you got to build a foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. As they take you on a journey discussing front office moves, game breakdowns, and interviews. So batten down the hatches and get ready to set sail. It's time for Book.Podcast. Arrgh. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Craig, coming to you guys live. Little Buck That Podcast. Joined by the homies. Right across from me, I got my boy, Zach. How are you doing, big dog? Good afternoon. I'm nice and full off of our delicious Mexican cuisine we uh, we had. Pretty fire. It was pretty fire. Ain't gonna you ain't sending me no nachos or nothing, man? No. Just salsa we, packet? We, we ate it all up. It's fresh salsa, bro. You gotta come in there and get it. You probably like the spicy shit, though. Hell yeah! It was it was funny. Uh, they came with the three sauces, so you got extra extra hot, you got hot, and then you got mild. And Craig, he, you know, he likes the mild, so he goes for the mild. He starts eating the mild. It's actually getting chipped it, up. It was actually the hot. Oh fuck! Is that what's that onion? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was spicy and onion. Definitely spice. Had a little habanero or something in there yeah. for sure. Yeah, muy caliente. Had a little, little kick to it. The extra hot's pretty fire too. Yeah, I tried, it is. I like tried one all bite of it. Like I just like one bite, 
let me get that little spice on my tongue and then I'm done. Just give me some water and I'll go back to my mild wow. mixture with a little bit of hot. Okay. Which was pretty fire once I cooled it down with the mild. It was like medium. It was like Sweet. a schmedium, yeah. All right, that's what's up. Yeah. This is Buck That Podcast, though. We got a bunch of things going on. Got Eddie in the building. Yo, what's up, everybody? Happy and, uh, Tuesday. Not only is it a happy Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Taco Ta- Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. But, uh, Cerveza Tuesday. Cerveza. It's always a good time for Cerveza. <laughs> but the cool thing is, camp has started. Finally. Yes, We've been folks, waiting for it for so long. Talking, regurgitating the same stuff. Now we can actually see these guys in pads. We can see them practicing. Like it's basically it's football season now. We like, still talking about practice though. Like, like, like it's like when dinner's almost ready. You can smell it. You just, you just waiting for it to finish mm-hmm. up. That's, that's what's going on right now. It's all being chefed up in the kitchen. No, I kind of equate it to like when you cook that steak and you got to let it rest for ten minutes before you eat. Okay. Let the juices marinate yeah. a little bit. That's preseason. Okay. That's preseason. Yeah. That's training camp. I like it. I like it. <laughs> we had some issues today in training camp. It's the camp. meat and potatoes. We, yeah, we did have a little issue today in training camp. We did. Breaking news. Breaking news. A little Mike, caliente out there. A little, a little caliente. We know how it is in the Florida sun. Mike Evans carted off the field. Like, when Eddie first brought that up, he said, Mike Evans carted off the field. I'm like, who? Who? Like it didn't even click like Mike Evans, All Pro wide receiver, and not I'm the 53rd he, I, best player yeah. in the league either. I, I'm thinking he got like Mike Edwards and Justin Evans mixed Justin up. Evans. And he's like, no, Mike Evans. Mike Evans and then man. it sunk in. I'm like, oh no, what happened, Eddie? And then he proceeded to just click on the clickbait. Basically, he got dehydrated, had some cramp issues, right? Yeah, they had got, some seven on seven drills, man. And he just mm-hmm. dropped and screamed, you know, like cramp. But you know when your number is that one how it went? when your number one player drops <laughs> out there, man. Oh yeah, when you cramping up and you make that noise, man. There's there's one noise that's a cramp noise. Uh huh. You you know when you running or you doing some extracurricular activities and you hit that cramp. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a different noise you make. That's not a fun cramp. Nah, man. No. No cramp is a fun cramp. No, but it's a, it's really a serious situation when you think about it because we have lost some players in the past. Due to dehydration, we recently lost uh, Michael Petrus, former Giant lineman for the Super Bowl champions uh, in 06, I believe it was, 08. He died of a heat heat stroke after mowing his lawn. Mm -hmm. So you got to stay hydrated. These players got to stay hydrated. And and nowadays, being 2019, you think we had this under control. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, get Ricky, not Ricky Bobby. What's your boy Bobby Boucher out there, man? Water, the water boy. boy. Yeah, man, he'll get you right. No, you know what you got to do? You got to get that old school trick, man. You got to have some pickles on deck. Yeah. The, that pickle juice mm-hmm. helps hydrate you. It's true, man. It's true. Real it's fun. nasty, though. You drink that stuff? Oh, dude, I love pickle juice. Ugh, you dude, would. Dude, hot salsa hydrates you, too. Hang in the back. <sighs> Take your swig of some hot salsa. Okay. I'll hydrate you real quick, man, because then you're going to get spiced up and you want to drink kill all that water. You know all right. right. <laughs> Makes sense. Take it from Eddie. Try it, it out, man. He knows. Also, some other training camp news. The son of a, of a Tampa Bay Buccaneers legend. Taking it back. Has been uh, signed, picked up on like the, he may be a, a body, I think, probably because of the whole Nick, Nicholas Fitzgerald injury. Yep. Yeah, right now we just got Jamison, Ryan Griffin, so you need another body in there. Vincent Testaverde. Yeah. He's in town. Where did he go to college at? Albany. It was where he played he, his year. He attended the University of Miami for a year, I believe. Yeah. Was Denver. he not good enough? He or? was not good enough. Okay. So, but he's good enough to be a buck starting or a backup quarterback. Backup to the backup to the backup. All right. Yeah. He's Griffin's backup. Uh, let's read between the lines here. This this is obviously can't meet. 
This yeah. guy's coming in. He's going to be taking some reps with the third team, fourth string, that that type of deal. We yeah. can't be having Winston out there trying to take a thousand reps, man, getting dehydrated. Yeah, especially coming up on the first game of preseason, usually you don't see the starters playing a whole lot. One, maybe two. So you're going to see a lot of Ryan Griffin and what was supposedly be well, Nick Fitzgerald. We'll have to see how it's played, though, because with this new offense, I mean, we could see a player maybe like, you know, Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones, a little bit more than wh- what we might expect early on in the first yeah. couple of games. Because, you know, saying, I mean, it's, it's, it's Peyton Barber's job to lose, but, you know, we've got some camp battles to talk about. But, I mean, Ronald Jones had one of those seasons last year. Yeah, you know, well, he, he's definitely go. got something to prove, that's for sure. He has a couple of little highlight reels from training camp that I saw, man. Pretty he good. also got stuck. Did he? Yeah, he, he got stuck right in his tracks. Oh, what, who was it? I want to say it was Mike Edwards. <laughs> Mike Edwards has been flying around the ball in training camp early he's on. He's a beast, dude. That whole defensive team, man, I don't know if they just they picked it up a lot faster, the playbook, or what's going on over there, man, but they, they look legit. I know it's early. I know it's only a couple of days in, man, but they're not missing any beats over there. They're hey, looking, that's good. They're mm-hmm. looking good. It's a completely different-looking defense. And I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm excited, too. We were even talking pregame about possibly going and taking a – maybe taking a road trip. Road trip. Go to Detroit. Hey, going hey, to D. We're going to go ahead and put this out there right now. We need a – I need an okay. I need an application for a road trip. Yeah, I need to get the okay, too. Hopefully the wife's watching, and she's like, what? We're taking a road trip to road Detroit trip. for a game? Yeah. yeah. Got trip. Better yeah. talk to the boss first. El Jefe. Yep. Speaking of El Jefe's, the El Jefe on the field for one Carolina Panthers, one of our divisional rivals, had a little message for the Buccaneers on social media today. Oh, Mr. Superman? He's oh, still Mr. mad because he, he lost the Super Bowl. Could possibly be. I mean, he's a very fashionably late guy. Or he's, no, he's fashionably early, but still. He uh, had a little little snippet where he pretty much just, you know, the, the court's right here. We, yeah. yeah, we can play it. You got to pull up that? No, I will have it pulled up in about two seconds. Right. He had a little word for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Him and uh, Gerald McCoy... A, qu- a quote-unquote maybe shot across the bow. A shot across the shot bow. shot across the bow. They're over there hating. Are they, like, Jared having a little, little... didn't really say much. Like a little corner hate, like, you know, around the, the, the water tower? M- McCoy didn't say anything at all. It was all Cam Newton. Hmm. You got it pulled up yet? I do have it pulled up. I just don't want it to go blaring here, and I don't know if there's going to be commercials, so we're just going to go roll with it and play it. Let's do it. For some reason, it's not playing. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is. That's all right, though. Anyway, he basically took a shot at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers saying that one man's trash is another man's treasure. It kind of did it in in some, like, wrestler heat form. You know what I mean? Like, had his alter ego. Did he sound like Dusty Rose out there? Let me see if we can get this to play here. All right, let's try this again here, Craig. Round two. And it is not playing. Maybe I got to get off your Wi-Fi. Maybe that's what's screwing me up. Folks, don't ever I get. I tell you me. what. Here we go. Like the say, one man's trash is his trash. He kind of made some weird face to at the end when he was ah. laughing. It was kind of creepy looking. I don't know. He had some kind of filter on that or what? But maybe he was cramping up from the heat. I doubt it. Little shots. We see them. Uh, I believe our third game of the season. 
we see them twice a year. So both times not at our home. Exactly. One time across the pond. One time is across the pond. In so we'll definitely have two times to uh, shut Cam Newton up. You think they're going to hold him up? Maybe, hey, maybe with the way this defense is playing and looking, you never know. Cam Newton mess around get caught up in England, man. They ain't going to bring him back like they did ASAP. Hey. Eddie, I got a question for you. Yo. Did you know that Jameis Winston had a cousin? Has a cousin right now that plays on the Buccaneers? I heard about it. Do you know who that is? No, I don't. Is this like a first cousin, second cousin, or play cousin? It didn't specify, but I believe it's his first cousin. First cousin, like a cousin cousin. Like a cousin cousin. Because you know the difference between all three. <clears throat> no, but please explain. So your first cousin is like your real cousin. You know, that's like your your uncle's kid. Okay. And then you got your uncle's kid's kid. You know what I mean? Okay. And then your play cousin, that's like if you and Craig, you and Craig hung out as kids and y'all go way back and y'all were neighbors. You know, that's my cousin, man. <laughs> All right. Now that we got that's that, that play cousin. Right Could you guess of one of the draft picks? Draft pick? Okay. Who is James's cousin? So it would be somebody from the Alabama area I would kind of con- – Maybe. I mean, he could have roots elsewhere. Hmm. Give me another hint. He was a draftee this year? Yeah, this year he was he was drafted this year. Obviously, this, he was on the defense. Camp. Well, not obviously. I mean, we did take a couple players. Well, Scotty Miller's not on him, and definitely not gay. <laughs> <laughs> so that basically gives me defense, right? I mean, when he's right, he's right. True. Um, <laughs> this person was born in Macomb, Michigan. Michigan? Yeah. Oh, man, that was way off. Mike Edwards. Yeah, yeah he went to uh, Central Michigan. Um, it wasn't Mike Edwards. It wasn't oh, Mike man. Edwards. Oh, man, that's your boy right there. Uh, Our it, favorite cornerback. Yeah, man. Um, oh, Sean Murphy Sean Bunting. Bunting, man, yeah. What? Yeah. And shout cousin, out to Sean because he's always shouting us out, giving us likes and some love yeah, on Instagram man. and stuff. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he's, that's James' cousin. We got to get a after the show in front, of the, in front of the Mike Evans jersey. Tell him we need that that matching uh, exactly autograph yeah. jersey for the studio. Exactly. Then we got to start stacking up the jerseys on the wall. On the wall. Hey, Sean, man, you and your cousin need to get together and uh, take a picture for us and give us a shout out. I like it. Well, you just got to translate that to Instagram because he actually will look at the Instagram. He will. He will. We're gonna do it too. Get your kids to do it. Yeah, we love the kids. Oh yeah, do the kids. He'll do it for the kids. Oh, yeah. Kids are beasts, man. They know all about that stuff. I'll be seeing you posting little pictures on the Buck That Podcast with the kids in there. Kids are big Bucks fans, man. Yeah, I like it. They're favorite players, Mike Evans, though. Got to so. teach them. Hey, but you're teaching them young, though, man. That's good parenting right there. That's right. They've been to training is that camp. their favorite player or is that your favorite player? That's their favorite player. That's how, that's how he became my favorite player because they used to just watch him so much. Okay. We used to watch him on Saturdays, man, back when he used to ball out. Okay. And my daughter remembers that a little bit. And then he started playing for the Bucks, and she kind of caught on to that, man. That's Even though she's up. still young, but she knows. That's awesome, right? They know, they know Sat- right. Yeah, man. They know Saturdays are coming up in them college days. Are any of your kids a Winston fan? Uh, Yeah, my daughter likes him a little bit. Okay. Well, you know, he's kind of had a rough first day. A little bit. But as like Stella, Winston kind of got a groove back. He sure did. <laughs> you know that like that that. Fir- that watching those clips from the first day of of practice of training camp. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of his first game, and I was like, "Oh man, here we go." We well, only threw like one interception. No, nah, dog, he had like four in his first game. Yeah, oh, yes, no, his first game, he had like four interceptions. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm talking and about. I'm talking about in uh, training camp. 
Did he? I only yeah, heard of they like were one. picking them off left and right. Well, I think they were picking off the Bucks quarterbacks, but I don't know if they were picking off Jameis left and right. Well, we'll, we'll have to double check those stats. I don't know if they keep stats for they training do. camp. They it's out somebody, there. somebody has them, man. I think you might be somebody thinking of mini camp because mini camps he was getting picked off I'm, left I'm and right. But like everything I've seen is just that 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 Jameis is ahead of schedule and, and has got his groove going right now. As far as the second day of practice, that's good. I mean, it's a whole new system, so it is. It's, it's definitely going to take a little bit of, of a learning curve there. But I mean, he's definitely you got know what? tools around him. I'm going to take that back. And I should have even read this story here because it says right here, after somewhat of a rough start for training camp for James Winston, four interceptions. Well, there we go. So I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Eddie, Eddie you're right. right. I was oh wrong. Oh, my God. Write it down. It ain't going to happen too much. Damn it. Actually, it happens like every It's marked week. right here. It happens all the time. 15 minutes in. 15 minutes in. Nah, man, he looked bad. But you know it's the first. They, that's the first time where they actually got pads on. They're running real drills, and they don't have just some dude who they brought in off the side. Well, hey man, we need you to run this route. For, first day for everybody too. So sometimes yeah. somebody may get a, a certain play and get the the route confused and think it was a different route that they were supposed to run. Yeah, most definitely. So I mean, it, things happen. You know, obviously Jameis Winston is the quarterback, so he's going to catch the grunt of it. But I mean, hey. If you go from throwing four interceptions to the next day, you're you know looking a little bit better. I can live with that. But the second day, he he got his groove back basically. Yeah. So yeah, he did he did have a rough first day, four interceptions. But the second day, he did have a couple nice throws, nice throw to Bobo for a touchdown. Well, he's playing. He's lined up and playing against the all new defense as well. I mean, some yep. of the players are the same, but it's a completely different look. And hold on one second. And he had a touchdown against your favorite player, Dare. Ungong Bawale. <laughs> Bawale. Bawale. Yeah, go ahead and say it, Craig. You can do his, I can say Giannis Antetokounmpo. Ungo Bawale. Yeah. He's like, oh, look, it's so easy. It's Ogun Bawale. Ogun Bawale. So he had two touchdowns, James. Did he? That's nice. Getting it together, getting it together. I like it. And I think a part of that has to do with Byron the Leftwich. tutelage of Byron Leftwich and what he's bringing to this offense. Um, I think in the second quarter of the season, you're really going to see that that mesh. Well, let's hope it's sooner than that. Uh, I, I think you'll see some, man. But I think by like the fifth, sixth game into the season, it's really just going to click, man. And I hope so. I think whatever new tutelage, that little little bit of surface that they scratch and just just tweak it a little bit, mm-hmm. it's going to make a big difference for Winston, man. And if it doesn't, bro, then I wish him the best of luck. Well, some of the things that the Bucks right now are doing to try to get after Winston, every day Byron Leftwich and, and Todd Bowles are meeting and scheming ways to get after Winston and, and put as much pressure, maximum, quote-unquote, maximum pressure against Winston to try to force him into some of his bad habits and then also try to work out of those bad habits. That's right. And they've been doing that so far in training camp. And, yeah, that first day, four interceptions. But since then, I think he's only thrown one interception. So he's starting to rein it back in. He's thrown some touchdowns. That one don't count, man. The sun was in his eye. He had some, he had some check downs. On one play in particular, Leftwich actually said that, you know, he uh, applauded Winston and how he 
didn't wait and try to launch it down the middle and fit it through a tight window. He took the check down four yards to Andre Ellington and let his playmaker do the rest, and he ran it in for a touchdown. Andre Ellington? He did, yeah. Huh. How old yeah. is Andre Ellington? 28. So he's still Yeah, I mean, he missed, he missed a year and a half, but he's relatively young kid. 29, maybe. Maybe he's 30. Does he make the team? I think he does. I think he provides that change of pace back, that guy out of the backfield that can catch the balls and stuff. I think he's, he's definitely an insurance uh, policy for Ronald Jones. Definitely. And I think you might see him play more of that Jacquez Rogers role where you see him coming on third downs and, and plays designed specifically for him to kind of get him in open space. Jacquez Rogers, he was a great third down man. He was because he, 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 he could block. The, yeah, but he wasn't like a all-down dude. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't a guy that was going to, you know, run it between the tackles or anything. But if you he, needed a guy he filled, to, he filled his spot, man. to stand in there and uh, pass protect and then chip out, you know, on the end or something like that and then run out to the flat and catch the ball and get you a couple yards, he was that guy for sure. What do we got next day, old Gregory? Um, basically, you know, we're talking about – Left witch and his two lids, and you know he's wants wants to make better decisions, like you were talking about how they're game planning for him, and you know, obviously the more pressure you're gonna put on him, it's one of those things. It's like you got to make him make the mistakes so you can correct them, and you know by him forcing it in, you know, instilling it into his head, kind of something we've talked about already, is like, hey, you don't always have to hit the home run. Mm-hmm. Sometimes getting the first or second base is just as good. Just throw it away. You know what I'm saying? Throw it away, or like you said, check down. Your guy ended up checking down, end up going for a touchdown off a four-yard screen. You know what I'm saying? Things like that happen. You don't always have to go for the home run because, you know, you got to trust in your playmakers, and sometimes your playmakers make that person miss and, and, and do their thing. You know, it's, he, somebody who's probably like in Jameis Winston's shoes, he's a guy who's who's really been like the man on every football team he's ever been on, and now he has other dudes that are like at some point in time were like the dude on their team. So it's like... You know, you got help now. You don't got to do it all by yourself. And I think that's kind of what Leftwich has kind of been instilling in him. Like, hey, you know what I'm saying, make those money decisions, something that's going to get us positive yards. You know what I'm saying, don't force that throw when you got this dude wide open that you can probably get eight yards with. You know what I'm saying, sometimes eight yards, six yards, and like a little, you know, pass or something like that, a little check down is better than an interception. And that comes to coaching too, man, because he has to trust the coaches for that because he's always played that way. So it's so instilled in him to try to be the best and always win the game. Yeah. It's hard to tone that. It's back. hard, man. And I don't so think it, it takes a really good coach to break that habit. Sometimes I don't, you don't think he's going to be able to break that Sometimes habit. It's instilled in the way he it plays. Is. He's a gunslinger. He has it that mentality. Such an instinct. Don't you think? I mean, I'm sure many coaches over Brett Favre's career try to instill that mentality of don't turn the ball over. But he just, you know, when you're out on the field, you get that adrenaline going. And you try to make plays, and it, sometimes that can be to your detriment. Uh, hopefully he can curtail that a little bit, rein him in a little bit to where he's not forcing the ball so much and forcing it and, you know, just being a little more calculated in where he throws the ball and more accurate too, especially on that deep ball. We saw him struggle last year. That touch ball, that little finesse, that drop in. And honestly, I don't think in this offense he's necessarily – we're set up for that type of play anyway. There's no besides Mike Evans, which he has a great report. Mike down the field, yep. we're not worried about that. Chris Godwin's not going to be running those type of routes. 
he's playing in the slot. Rashard Perriman, yeah, if he stays on the field and he's healthy, he he can run those type of balls. But I don't think this offense is going to be curtailed like Cutters was, where it's like down the field. I think it's going to be intermediate, more medium plays, chunk plays, stuff like that. Where I think Winston thrives in that situation. I think it'll definitely be a benefit for him. Um, you know, it's one of those things still so so new into the training camp and all that. It's, it's you know we know what's going to happen. It's starting to look different and it's starting to look better. Yeah, all accounts from Arian so far, other than that first day, obviously, but we're five days into it. Is that James is progressing? He's ahead of schedule. He's right where he thinks he should be right now. So and, and, that's a good thing. And speaking about people who may be a little bit ahead of schedule, there have been some camp standouts so far. We do have camp some camp standouts, standouts, yeah. One of those we've already kind of mentioned, Mike Edwards. Yep, Mike, Mike, Ed, Edwards. Mike Edwards, obviously one of those guys. Uh, just all around the ball, man. He just got He's like a Derrick Brooks type dude, John Lynch, where they just find their way to where the ball is. And that's good. That's what we've, we've needed a ball hawk like that in our defense desperately. For a while, At least now. from the secondary, bro, because you yeah. had Quan and Levante that were that way, man. One of those players this article mentions is Sean Murphy Bunting, the guy we just talked about, James's cousin. Uh oh. Uh, he's a, he's like literally ripping the ball out on every play, like in guys' faces. Physical, tough corner. And this this may be a situation where we got a little one-two punch of, you know, Sean Bunting. Mike could, Edwards. Could we have the new beginning of a different version of the Legion of Boom? Maybe. I mean, it's possible. Maybe. I mean, I think that's a little optimistic. But I think it's possible. And I think Murphy Bunting, I think he's going to end up being one of those guys that you're going to stick out there on, like, Julio Jones. Like, put him on the island. One like of those Sherman, big bro. receivers. He could be out there like Sherman. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think Sherman was a little overrated in his time. Sherman was raw. I think he was. He, I think he benefited from the defense. Uh, pass rush there was excellent. Linebacking crew was excellent. Safety, obviously, Cam Bam Chancellor, Bam. Earl Thomas. Then you got another corner that's serviceable on the other side. Brandon Browner, mm-hmm. plug in whoever you really want in that that defense. And you know, he was a he was a product of that time in that defense. He didn't. I don't think he really made that defense. I think Earl Thomas is more important than him. I think Earl Michael Thomas Bennett, rushing the passer, former Buccaneer Michael Bennett. Yep, Billy Wag- Bobby Wagner. I just want to call him Billy. Wasn't the guy that was deaf? <laughs> no, I don't think he's deaf. No, they had that one linebacker that was deaf. I think it was a fullback. It was a fullback. Point. Yes, that was a fullback. Yes, I forget his name though. Yeah, but he was deaf. Fuck yeah. that podcast. Right, How man. strange would that be? Probably pretty good. When you're playing on the field and you can't hear nothing, but that 12th man, you know that 12th man's like the loudest crowd in the NFL and you're just standing there like listening to well, it. He, feels, he probably feels, feels the rumble. Yeah, in other ways, yeah. In certain things, and like it's probably so loud, he probably does hear it somewhat. It's just not on like a level like we hear it. Yeah, he hears it in probably like rumbles and stuff. For sure. Who are some other camp standouts that they've, they've mentioned? Oh, well, we got Sean Murphy, Murphy Bunting. We already talked about him. Um. Oh, Devin White. Devin White was also another rookie on the list. Uh, he's had multiple uh, chances to sack the QB in the backfield or tackle for loss where he's had to obviously avoid the orange jersey because you stay away from those during training yep. camp. Uh, Mike Edwards. Let's go ahead and get into Mike right now since he's the next one up on the list. Mike Edwards had an uh, interception the other day. Pick six. And th- Well, he had an interception. And then he had another one for a pick six, which he took it to the house. You saw that video. Very impressive. 
uh, very instinct- instinctive play. I mean, it really showed what the Bucks are looking for and what they were looking at when they drafted Mike Edwards in the third round. Uh, but he had a celebration, and me and High C watched it. But basically, he paid a little homage or whatever you want to say. Homage. To Bush Gardens and the Tampa area and roller coasters. So the so after he did the pick six, the whole defense in the end zone lined up like they were on a roller coaster, sat down, and then acted like they were going down a roller coaster. That's funny. My question to you guys. Uh-huh. If you had to pick a Tampa Bay Bush Gardens right. roller coaster to name after that roller coaster celebration, what would the name of that roller coaster be? Ooh, the Quasi. Ooh, a discontinued one. The Quasi was such a violent. I think violent it was Quasi. Quasi, man. Quasi. It was Quasi. Is, it, is that with a K or a G? It was a G. Quasi. It was Quasi. Quasi. Okay, I hear K in there. <laughs> <laughs> Swahili, man. You know that? Do you, when you say whip, do you say cool whip? Whip. Yeah, see, you got Whiskey. one of those. You got one of those guys. Whiskey? Whiskey. Okay, so you go, oh, what was it? Quasi. A quasi? Quasimodo? A uh, wooden roller coaster. Yeah, no. Well, it, that is actually no longer. I know. They, they are now turning that into a hybrid roller coaster. Do you remember going on that roller coaster, though? Of course. Dude, that thing was that vicious, was rough, man. man. Was, that was a that rough. thing would slam you around, dude. Okay, so that's a good little analogy for maybe this Bucks defense. Maybe slam you, hit you, rough saying. you up, make you feel like you got whiplash. Definitely not the Sheikra. Craig, what's your roller coaster name? I was gonna say, you know, saying maybe a little Montu action. A little Montu. You might come across there and get flipped on your head. <laughs> be dangling yeah, with your feet dangling. dangling. Yeah, feet be dangling. Okay, I think I'm gonna have to go with Sheikra. Sheikra. I think this defense is gonna. And steal some fear this year. It's gonna take the biggest g- waste of a it's gonna, line. It's right gonna there, it's man. gonna take it's gonna take some of these uh, offenses to surprise. Okay. Kind of like Sheikra does when you get up top and you're just sitting there and you kind of pause over the edge and you're just waiting. And then you drop and you're over and you're like, man, I waited 32 minutes for this. And you got to know how to manipulate the lines, man. You got to get to know Rookie. people, man. You got to know people like Genesis that we know. We get we get to the line. They, she's like, just go through the fast pass. Don't lie, man. You know they put you in a wheelchair and you get to the front of the lines. No, but in all seriousness, you just got to know how to manipulate the times of the lines, man. Yeah. I've never had to wait for that line. For the front row. If for the for any row, any row. The front row is. You got to go packed. at certain times. So like when you first get to the park, you don't go to the Cheetah Hunt Mon Two. You don't go on those roller coasters. You go and take your ass all the way to the back of the park, and you go on Tigris, and you go on Shikra, and you get those roller coasters done with. Because by the time everybody gets done riding those, they come to the back, and they start riding everything else. Mm-hmm. So that's a little theme park from Zakari. There you go. <laughs> pretty free good. Tip, free tip. Not hey. only do we talk about the bucks, but we also give you tips on them roller coasters, baby. <laughs> For sure. And we had a pretty good discussion there about, about the roller coasters and the name of this. And, and I think all of them are, are, are pretty dope. Craig was going to call it the Congo River Rapids. Man, that That's not a roller coaster, though. That's a good one when it's hot, though. It is a good one when it's hot. Get like a circle, everybody, like in the low. I just don't like getting my shoes wet. Like everything else can get wet. If you could have like a waterproof blunt and just pass it around on the Congo, that'd be awesome, man. I feel like you could just pass it around and not get wet because you're either getting soaking wet on that ride or you're not getting wet at all. Yeah, like, no, that's how it goes. No, there's no medium. Yeah, but then you get like wet hands and stuff. Y'all remember that big old water flume ride that used to go down? Yeah. That's no longer. What is it now? Tigris. Okay. Right in the footprint of where that used to be. All right. Yeah. 
So I ain't been there in a while. And then you got your you got your old uh, Stanley Falls. They still give out the free beer. They do actually. Me and Addison go and and so since we're diabetic, we carry some alcohol wipes. So when they give you a stamp, let you know you had your beer. They give you two free beers. You just go and wipe off with the alcohol wipe and then go back and get more beer. That's another tip. Make sure bring you write a blog for this, man. Bring your alcohol wipes. And they give out free water. So you can go up and grab a cup, get yourself some water when you're not looking because uh, when they're not looking because they're never looking. They don't give a shit about their job. They're getting paid minimum wage. You grab yourself some Powerade. Walk right out. What? I'm snitching on myself. Self snitching. <laughs> don't get arrested. Don't get yeah. arrested. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> but we were talking about some training camp. There's some things going on. Yeah, I mean, back to the podcast, right? Back to the podcast. Yeah. And one of those things that's going on at camp right now, position battles. A couple heated little position battles going on. Some good for the team, I believe, position battles. And it's, you know, it's some stuff that, hey, at the end of the day, what happens? Competition breeds champions. That's right. So the first position. Okay out of the top four of these position battles is safety. Probably the position on the team that has the most going on with it right now. And it's been kind of suspect for a few years. We got Justin Evans hurt. Uh, Chris Conti is no longer here. We're drafting Mike Edwards. We've got second-year starter uh, Whitehead. We're bringing a veteran in Grice. So there's a lot of things. Bryce, right? Grice is Bryce, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things going on there with the safety position. Um, but right now, I mean, it looks to be pretty solid that Jordan Whitehead and Mike Edwards are the starters right now, at least going into preseason game number one against the Steelers, in my eyes. Okay. I like at least, it. At least all reports from what uh, from what they're saying here. So you think Justin Evans doesn't make that, that starting lineup? Well, I mean, he's can't when he's not on the field. I mean, he's hurt. You never know. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, you never yeah. know. He might, he might make that comeback. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying if when he comes back and he's healthy, that he's not going to get on the field. Well, he had turf toe. He had turf toe, and then he did, had like some kind of ankle or heel injury or something like that. We talked about that before about turf toe. That's a really hard thing. to But come that's back not with. what he's out for right now. Okay. What he's out for right now is this heel injury, which he could have elected to get surgery last year, and he didn't elect to do so until earlier this year because it didn't heal on its own. Mm. So then he goes and gets surgery, and now he's out. He can't get a bionic heel? No. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. No. Tony Stark isn't real. All right, so Not the yet. next position on this position battle is right outside linebacker. That's a good one, man. It is a good one. Jason Pierre-Paul obviously wouldn't be having this battle, really, if he was here. Shaquille Healthy. Barrett, no expense. But, yes, we brought in Shaquille Barrett from uh, free agency from the Broncos. Then you also have second-round Noah Spence, who's fighting for his life. We all know if he doesn't work out yeah, this right. season, he's, he's, he's for done. Job for sure. I mean, that's the Daquan. It's going to be Daquan Bowers all over again, oh, basically. Um, let's see here. And then you got guys like Carl Nassib and stuff like that. I mean, he's going to be he playing opposite. He was picking opposite, it up at the end of the year. He was. He was very he was, solid all year long solid, for man. us. Besides JPP, he led the the team in sacks. So. He's, a, he's a guy that's uh, been 
you know, people have been reporting that they've, you know, liked what they've seen from him mm-hmm. during training camp so far and even the OTAs and stuff like that. And he's he's switching to a position, too, that he's not really used to playing so much. I think he did play a little bit at, in the Browns, but I think it's a little different scheme here in this 3-4. Uh, next position on this position battles to watch is the right guard. Obviously, last year, the Achilles heel for the offense, not even the offensive line, not the right side, not the right guard. It was the whole offense was Caleb Beninock and his play on that line. He made Ryan Jensen worse, and he made DeMar Dotson go from one of the best def- uh, right tackles in the league one the to one of the worst. And it all hinged on him. He was blowing up. He was getting plays blown up left and right last year. He's that in guy, the Bucks. Man. Have not done anything in the offseason to correct this. Now that either bodes a lot of confidence in Alex Kappa, <clears throat> or they just don't know what the hell they're doing because Earl Wofford is not going to be the solution this season or the stopgap. Is Beninock still on the team? Beninock is still on the team. They moved him to right tackle. Is he starting? No, DeMar Dotson is still there. Thank God. Uh, on a side topic, we don't really have this up to talk about, but I saw an article about maybe trading and why we should trade for Trent Williams. You got DeMar Dotson, last year of his contract. We know we're not going to resign this guy again. Maybe one year deal at best if we get in a pension, we need somebody to you yeah, know to play right tackle. The tail end of his career. But his the cap hit next year, I mean he's, for he's, the Bucks, we got so much cap yeah, room next year he, we can make one, this. He's one of the last few guys left from the Freeman era. But in order to do a trade like that, you would have to trade a guy like Bray or get rid of like William Golson and contracts like that because we obviously don't have the money for that. All right, last and final position on this four positions battles to watch for Bucks training camp is the third cornerback position, the nickel position. Right now they're slating Carlton Davis and Vernon Hargraves on the outside. That leaves uh, Jamal Dean and Sean Murphy bunting basically to, to battle for that third nickel spot. Me personally, By MJ and I'm Stewart. gonna I'm gonna ask all you. He's gonna be he's moved to safety. It's already official. He's not playing cornerback. He's gonna be like that hybrid role, kind of like a Dion Buchanan. Is it official? Think, it, it's is official. He's not playing cornerback. Yes, that is official. What his role in this defense is not official. Um, shit, you always do this to me. My bad. He always throws me off. I'm like I'm on my topic. Like I'm ready to go, and then he just asks me. Jamil Dean well, and, uh, and who, who is this fullback? Hey, man, like, <laughs> MJ Stewart was a cornerback. <laughs> no, you're right. He was a cornerback. Um, but, yeah, so basically Sean Murphy Bunting is going to fight it out with Jamel Dean for that third and final spot. We know he's going to get that. Yeah, I mean, in all accounts, so so far Jamel Dean's playing really well too. We knew that if as long as we can get this guy healthy and he can stay healthy because he's had ACL problems in, in the past in college, missing two seasons, that he is – Potentially a really good player well, for sure. So we're we're seeing kind of the fruits of our draft a little bit. I know it's a little early. We need to pump the brakes a little bit, but and you can never so have, far you can never have too many defensive backs. I mean, sometimes people get nicked up, and you, you need someone to step in for a game or even a few plays or whatever. So I mean, if if you know, if we go from a team that has been struggling to have like three to four serviceable defensive backs, cornerbacks, mm-hmm. that's good. 
And I think the system's going to play well into everybody. I like do. like we were talking about at dinner in Vernon Hargraves, he's kind of been dealt to hand like Jameis has been dealt, even though Jameis has been dealt a good offensive hand, but that's not the team. But Hargraves was thrown into a system with a defense that was antiquated, not being used very much anymore in the NFL. Teams are figuring out that cover two defense is very vanilla, and it's a zone defense for the most part. Yep. The cornerback's 15, 10 yards off the wide receiver, and he sits down, and he's playing zone. This defense is a lot more physical. He's going to be up on the line. He's going to be playing man, something he did in college at the University of Florida where he thrived, reasons why like went after him and drafted him. So I'm excited to see what what Vernon Hargraves does. Who's our first preseason game against? Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. Interesting. And it is going to be interesting to see, like, you know, are the starters only going to play a series or two? Are they going to stay there a little longer because it's you know a new system? Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because I think um, we also have the Browns on our preseason schedule. That's next week. No, the, the Steelers. The Steelers is first. Yeah, but I'm just saying the uh, the Steelers game is next week already. Preseason game. Yeah, it's right around the corner. Hall of Fame games like. This weekend, I think, or something like really? that. Yeah, it's football already. It is football yeah, already. It's eight, nine, so it's, it's next. Uh, Cheers, gentlemen. Next Friday. Next Friday is the first. Uh, we we got one more buck that podcast. It's football already. Yeah. Damn. So next next week we'll be uh, going over the. We're game. breaking down the game. Then we got to face the Dolphins. Who I mean, they have. I heard out of the out of the uh, rumor mill. I was on the treadmill at Crunch today. They were talking about how Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick's looking like the uh, starter as of right now. Who was, your, the, who was the guy they brought in? Uh, Fitzpatrick and Josh oh, Rosen. Josh Rosen. Josh yeah. Rosen, yeah, because I was going to say they let mm-hmm. what's-his-name go to uh, Tennessee, right? Yeah, Tannehill. Tannehill? Yeah. Then yeah. we play the Browns after them, and we finished off the preseason with the Cow- Cowgirls. Who's Cowgirls. who's the home home games? Home games are the two in the middle, the Dolphins, the Dolphins and, the and the Browns. Browns. Okay. All right. Well, we get to see the Browns. What, what game is the Browns? The third game? Yep. The so that's a good game to see the Browns because they're going to be playing their starters a lot. Third game's always the best. You know, the the best game of the preseason. You're going to see your, your starters for at least a half. Let's try to make that game. Maybe. Hmm. Interesting. It's the twenty third. Road trip to Detroit, and we go to the Browns preseason game. Hmm. Oh snap! We're getting plans, people. We're getting plans. Making game plans. Time. We're making it happen. We're making it happen. Why don't we get into this last thing we got up here on the board Let's here? Talk about it. Bucks bounce back candidate for 2019. Now, ESPN came out with a, with a report and they did all 32 teams and they picked a candidate for each team. Okay. I'm going to tell you that candidate, but I want you guys to come up with your own candidate. Okay. Okay. Bounce back. So, Ryan Jensen, for mm-hmm. good reason, was picked as Tampa Bay Buccaneers bounce back candidate for 2019. To bounce back from this awful performance of 2018, I think, honestly, with no longer having the Achilles heel, Caleb Benenock next to him, and maybe quelling some of his temper and getting those penalties and holding penalties and, and uh, unsportsmanlike conducts that he was getting last season. He gets paid, too, man. He's a high-paid player. We we found that out last week, yeah, when we looked that up. It was like, what, like $10 million or something like that. It was well, boy gets really paid, high. Paid. You better come correct with some of that. So ESPN gave us their pick in Ryan Jensen. I'll, I'll give you guys 52 other players to pick from. Eddie, why don't you – Rojo. 
<laughs> oh, we knew it. We knew you were going to pick Rojo. I I'm said, you know what? Craig's like, start with Eddie. Just just start with Eddie because I, I, I gave him who I was going to pick, and I and he gave me who he was going to pick. And we're like, I was going to give him Rojo because I already know Eddie was going to go with Rojo. He's like, just just go first with Eddie. Let's see who he picks. Ro- Rojo is is my first. If he could have picked Mike Evans, ladies and gentlemen, he would have picked Mike Evans. You know I was going to, too, man. Like, nah, I don't want him to say something, man. Well, yeah. he can't, How can he be a bounce-back player? Like, how can you bounce back from 1,500 yards and, like, eight touchdowns? How can you bounce back from a great to a spectacular year? Yeah, man, he could do that and have, like, an all-time year. He could do All that. Right, I guess. I mean, I you guess. Gotta have, you got to have a bad year. Anything's possible back. in it, he said. That's right, man. Okay, so you, you so Rojo pick. is your pick. He's, he's my first pick. He's your first pick. All right, we'll swing back around for your second pick in a second. Right. Mr. High C. I'm going to go with, with my boy Vita Vea. Vita Vea, okay. He he uh, started off, and it was. I don't want to really want really to say a bounce back as far as like he played poor. He was injured, so he didn't. You know, he didn't start off. He didn't season. even get a chance yeah. to bounce. No training camp. No preseason. Yeah, he, he missed a preseason. He missed the, missed the camp, first four games. Missed the first four games. Started coming back, doing good. Eventually, earned his way into the eight starts out of what I think of thirteen possible games. Mm-hmm. Started doing some good things towards the end of the year, but and then obviously, the season was over. Yeah, but obviously with the injury, it wasn't the season that he necessarily wanted. Now we get a defense that I think is not is not only more catered to people like Vernon Hargraves, like we were just talking about a minute ago. You're talking about a big guy right there who is like the you know perfect three four inside man. You're talking about a big old manimal that just can just ru- get after the quarterback and clog up some lanes and free open some holes for these linebackers that come through yep. and wreck shop. He can push the pocket. He can take up double teams. He can free up linebackers to move around and move in space. Villavilla is a good pick. Like you said, not necessarily that he didn't have the, the greatest of years last year being a rookie, but he missed, like I said, the first four yeah, it games. It wasn't like a Ryan Jensen situation where he's kind of played bad. It was exactly. just, you know, he, he had the injuries. Obviously, you don't want that to be your first season and or or a season at all. And when it happens, you know, there's a very good season to bounce back from because now you got to stay healthy and play to your full potential. My first one is going to be unconventional. Okay. My second one is going to be a no-brainer. My first one's going to be the Bucks kicking game. We need to bounce back from the kicking position this year. Okay. So whether that's Cairo Santos, who's still on here, or it's rookie well, Matt Gay they, they, out of Utah. They said Santos has been having a good preseason so yeah. far. Yeah, and Matt Gay's got he that has. leg. He's been kicking it. Okay, Eddie, what's your second one? I'm going to go with William Golston, man. Oh, that's a good one. That's actually think, one I wasn't even thinking about. I think William Golston, I mean, this is what, like his fourth or fifth year, right? Yeah, it's his contract year. Yeah, I think they being his contract year and him really trying to shine to get money. Because I believe He's going to wake man. up from that coma he's been in because yeah, he's been sleeping. <laughs> like He's kind of been bit. sleeping. He's been on and off, but the games he's Mostly played off. and he's been consistent. He has pretty decent number. I haven't looked him up or nothing. But yeah, don't because they ain't decent. <laughs> <laughs> sure, man. I think this is gonna be William Golston's year, man. All right, well, we'll come back to you for William Golston's stats, Craig. Who's your second guy? I'm gonna go on the same side of the ball as Eddie, mm-hmm. a different defensive lineman, another defensive lineman, one by the name of Noah Spence. Noah Spence. He's a guy. Definitely. He's a guy who you we know, drafted high, man. We, we second we round. We drafted yep. high. He has shown flashes, but he's also had some some bad games as well. Um, maybe with this new style of defense, maybe something that suits him a little bit better. Um, you know, kind of filling in for like JPP, get a chance to to really. You know, the, the thing is, is we're we're missing twelve sacks from last year off rip. 
12 and a half sacks. 12 and a half sacks. Yeah. Ooh, we got a caller? We do have a caller on the line. Who we got? This Buck That Podcast. Hey, man, this is William Creech from Georgia. Yeah, Creech. What up, Creech? It's our number one fan. Oh, man. I couldn't wait to hear your show tonight. I'm a little late, late getting on listening to you guys. I'm a New England Patriot, but I tell you what, the more I listen to you guys, the more you get me pumped up about Buccaneer football. Now, I got a question for you. The guy out of Florida, Hargraves, I've always been big on him. We talked about some receivers last week. Do you think he could have a Pro Bowl year? And how do you think that defensive line is going to do for Tampa? And I'll leave you with that, brothers. Thank you, Creech. Well, that'll kind of tie into my last guy on this list. And I swear we did not pay. We did not pay or plan this with Creech. The universe took care of it for you. Pete. But a guy that needs to bounce back, and I think will bounce back, and is given every opportunity so far in training camp is Vernon Hargraves. Vernon Hargraves, man. And I think with the with the style of defense that they're going to be running, it's going to be more suitable more to man. what He's called it. To yeah, to what he is he, he's suitable for, which is a man coverage defense. There's going to be more pressure to the quarterback than I think in more years from this Bucks defense, which is in turn going to help the cornerback position. I think with that defensive line stepping up, man, and putting pressure like you just said, that man coverage, they're going to they're going to make some plays. Shout out to Creech, man. He always comes through with he that comes phone to, call. He, yeah, he comes through with a, with a good question. Good question, though. too. Can he be a pro bowler this season? That's a good question. I don't think so. I don't think this know, season. Well, I think I he could be. I believe you did nominate him for, for a guy who can be on the pro bowl. Did I? Yeah, when we, ta- when we had a discussion a few weeks ago. Well, just my thoughts at it right now is I think he could be one of those guys that is like a comeback player of the year okay. type. And then next year is now he's more known as that dude where he can get that cred that to get, be a Pro Bowl. Level up, yeah, he, he get that player what kind vote. What stats you think he needs and also, to make the Pro Bowl? And also you got to realize that the Pro Bowl, a lot of it is fan voting as it well. Is. So you got to be is. popular. It's a popularity contest. I mean, he has to Sometimes be balling out every sure. week. He would have to ball out for sure. Now, Tim did have a question for us, and, and it's kind of, you know, Throws us back a little bit to the position battles. Mm-hmm. He wants to know who do we think is going to win the backup quarterback job, which is quite possibly one of the most important jobs on the field. I think it's a no-brainer. Okay. I don't even know if there is a is, is there a battle right now between Ryan Griffin and, and Nick Fitzgerald. Well, I think there should no. no I'm talking about uh, Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. Oh, Blaine Gabbert. Oh, that's right. I forgot all about Blaine. He's actually You're right a, about a, a that. Pretty decent. I haven't really heard much about it yet. You're so right about that. I totally just discredited it and forgot all about Blaine Gabbert was on this team. We're, we're gonna, he said he's he's. Uh, <laughs> Come on, man. Timmy, I know. Timmy said he's secretly rooting for Griffin to get it. He said I he like Griffin, Griffin, man. I like, I like Griffin a lot. I do too. That that's my pick. Obviously, I didn't even obviously now realizing that Blaine was on this team, but uh, I'm gonna go with still Ryan Griffin. He's been a guy that's. You know, preseason stud every single season. I think a couple of years ago he had that knee problem or something like that that I mean, kept him out. But he he's, he's a good preseason uh, backup quarterback for sure. As much as I hate to say this, I mean, the dude with the most experience is Blaine. It Gabbard. is Blaine, especially in this system and too. He, and he's come through and he's shown that he can be a serviceable dude. In certain aspects, like is he the guy that you want to be your starting quarterback? Not necessarily, but is he a good guy who can go in there for a few games and, and you know, kind of do pull off a little a Fitz magic, if you will? I think he's capable of that. He had a couple good seasons in Jacksonville, didn't he? Not in Jacksonville. I think he he did okay in like San Francisco for a couple games, 
But no, I don't think he had really any good seasons. I think you're thinking of Bortles, where Bortles had like 33 touchdowns one season. Yeah, that's what. Oh, Blake or Blake Bortles. Blake yep. Bortles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles. <laughs> My boy gone. I think Hargraves though, man. I like that. I like that pick. I like I like Hargraves. Can I can I just throw I, one? Just just. Can he be my honorable mention? Who? Hargraves. How can he be your honorable mention if he's mine? I got an honorable mention for you. Okay, I'm taking an honorable mention. All right. Donovan Smith. He got a big ass fucking pay. Excuse my. He got a big, big old payday. He got a big old payday. He got some money. He yeah. He's getting paid at like one of the best deta- or offensive tackles in the league. And he was rated as one of the worst last season. Who rated him? Pro Football Focus. I'm just saying. What's their credentials? Pro Football Focus. I mean, they pretty much speak for themselves. Yeah, they're pretty. <laughs> they beast mode, bro. They beast mode. They know what they're talking about. Ain't too many people putting out the analytics like they do. That's for <laughs> sure. But next week. Okay. We do have some game breakdowns, some, some, some game, not even breakdowns, some preparation, some forecasts. Because next Friday we got the Steelers. Okay. So somebody so, over there just got a big paycheck too. Yeah, so we're we gonna analyze that game. We're gonna talk about maybe a little what Steelers got going on. A, a different look offense. You know, they they they've lost a couple uh important pieces. But will the offensive there? change? I don't know if it so much will change. Because I think they have the some pieces over changed. there. The personnel's changed. The personnel's definitely so changed. We'll but how. we went a whole season last year without Le'Veon Bell over there. So they, James Conner, they know what they got in the backfield. Oh, James Conner's a man. So. Juju Smisher, you know what you got. You got a guy who caught more balls, more yards, and more touchdowns than Antonio Brown. So is Juju Smith a better receiver than my dog? Well, I mean, Juju Smith is like, what, 23, 24 years old? He's young. Yeah. Like, he came in and he was young. So I don't even think he's 24 yet. No, he's a young guy. I think he's younger than that. He's probably, I'd say, top six, seven receiver. I mean, if you have to go. Is he better than the 53rd player in the league? No. Mm, that's close though. That is close. My bias is swinging towards. Uh, no, nah, Juju's not there yet. To Mike Evans, I don't know. He's pretty. He's a good. Yeah, he's a good receiver. He's pretty man. raw. Let me. I want to see five but, years. But put, haven't put up five years. Evans is four years going on five years yeah. in. Just let me. Just let me. Just let me uh, look Evans up. Is what? This is his sixth year, isn't it? No, this is fifth. This is. Uh, this will be his sixth year. This is his sixth, sixth year. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was wrong. My bad. So let yeah, me he go has here like to Juju. Numbers. Juju is twenty. Two years old. I don't believe it, man. I see a birth certificate. He's man. played two seasons in the league. His first year, he had 58 catches for 917 yards and seven touchdowns. So solid. Next season, this past season, sophomore season, 111 catches, 1,426 yards, mm. and seven touchdowns. Solid. solid That's solid. with Antonio Brown in that offense. I can't imagine him being any less than 160 targets this year. He had 166 last year. He might be upwards of 200. Think so. He's going to be the guy that's going to be carrying the ball or he's catching the ball the over there for, right sure. for sure. We're going to find out how he plays against us gonna, next week. Yeah, we're going to find out how those defensive backs are for at least like Sean Bunty, man, go ahead and push him off the ball a few times for your boy. Yeah, so we'll, I guess we'll break down both teams, huh? We'll break down both teams. We'll talk it all out. So if you've got any Steelers fans, tune in next week. Hopefully by uh, maybe by Tuesday we'll at least know somewhat of, of what the roster is looking like starters. Both teams. We'll try to figure that out and uh, bring you guys some Buck That Podcast next week. Sounds good. Good show, guys. Any final shout outs? Shout out to Johnny Christ in this t shirt here. I love that. Offset Press, Buck That Podcast. I love this shirt. 
It's so comfortable. Quality is just excellent. Hit me up if you want one. Thirty bucks. That was that was your cue, Eddie. You're supposed to say it's that Egyptian cotton. It is Egyptian cotton. <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying to that think high of thread count. <laughs> hey, now you can get one for thirty or two for sixty. I know somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Well, with that being said, this is another edition of Buck That Podcast. Peace out.